Hello and welcome to a celebratory winning edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. You have children still shooting post-game, stunned at what they saw tonight at uh, Talking Stick Arena. Is that Gina Mizell, by the way, with me, Suns beat writer. Did I get that arena name right? Talking Stick Resort Arena, like the weirdest, longest name in in the league, probably. That's a bottom five arena name, I would say. Yeah, well, it used to be, back in the day, America West Arena, when America West Airlines was a thing. Then when it merged with U.S. Airways, it was the U.S. Airways Center. And then when U.S. Airways merged with American, there's already an American Airlines Center and an American Airlines Arena, so I think... This place was a little SOL at that point, and Talking Stick Resort, which is like one of the Native American reservations where all the spring training facilities are. For some reason, they also got the naming rights of a downtown building, which is nowhere near that, so go figure. Well, it's not as bad as like Vivint Dot Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake, which used to be the Delta Center, which actually sounds kind of cool. I guess that's when they're back where they were good with Malone and Stockton, but yeah, not the worst arena name, just not great. Um, and it saw a terrific basketball game tonight, though, didn't it? Uh, from the Warriors' side, uh, 13th win of the season. They played 60 games, and this was their 13th win. Um, eight guys played for the Warriors, four wings, four bigs, um, and zero point guards. And yet, what was their assist to turnover? I mean, it was something really good. Uh, let's see. Th- 24 to 20. Wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. 30, 30 to 30 30 10. 10. That's Which is like... Solid. Exactly. You know, you want to be right around 30 assists and you want to be sitting around 10 or below turnovers. Um, You know, Damian Lee, I think he had eight assists, zero turnovers. Like it was it doesn't matter long term. Half the guys, maybe more than half the guys that played for the Warriors tonight won't even be in next season's rotation. But morale booster, you know, that's the big thing. For the Warriors and for the Suns, it's it's the other side of the coin. It's exactly the other side of the coin. Um, The Warriors were on an eight-game losing skid coming into tonight, correct? And last night, the Suns lost to Detroit, which was on a seven-game losing skid. So it was quite the that's the worst back-to-back in the league this year. I got it. Yeah, no, and and before the game, Monty Williams was talking about how at that at that point the Suns were about five games out of the eighth spot in the playoffs somehow, and he's like, you know, it's there's you still got a chance basically. for, to use a Dumb and Dumber reference, but um, after tonight, he essentially didn't quite go Jim Mora with playoffs, but it was like, we we can stop talking about that now until we at least get our identity back. So no, um, not ready to necessarily put a stake in the season entirely, but this this was a really, really bad weekend for the Suns, and obviously the, the Warriors on the opposite end of that. Yeah, it was still kind of a weird day around the Warriors, because the, the stalled Steph Curry return right. is kind of lingering over them where, you know, he's been targeting March 1st, which is tomorrow, this mm-hmm. back-to-back, you know, backside of it at home tomorrow against the Wizards. Um, and it, I mean, he's not going to return. And, like, obviously the organizational message has been, we never said it was March 1st. That's just kind of been his hope. Um, right. They're going to instead have him go scrimmage in Santa Cruz on Monday with you know, it'll be a full hefty scrimmage where they'll make the G Leaguers basically play a game, yeah. a simulated game down there. Um, you know, on one side, I'm like, is that really needed? Like, basically, a Wizards Warriors game right now is a, is a glorified <laughs> scrimmage. Um, the Wizards are the worst defense in basketball. I thought it was the perfect environment to bring Steph back in on just like a low stakes Sunday game. Meanwhile, now it sounds like they're going to bring him back Thursday against the Raptors on TNT with. Maybe the best defensive backcourt in the league. Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, um, 
finals rematch it'll be a bit more hyped and you know that's more strenuous more stressful on a guy you're trying to keep stress off but they apparently value the the four extra days the scrimmage to make sure he's conditioning wise ready um the warriors fan base is you know up in a you know fury over it but the reality is look what's four extra days when you've waited four months and your record's 13 and 47 yeah i mean i i i'm not surprised that he's coming back because obviously it's steph curry and he wants to compete but at this point, you want to make sure he's a thousand million trillion percent healthy and conditioned properly, and that everybody feels good about his return. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'm I, I, again, I understand why people are maybe disappointed, and and you're right. I think coming back against the Wizards would have made a lot of sense. But yeah, that'll that's gonna make Thursday. You said Thursday's game. That's gonna make that game a pretty intense that's gonna be a lot of fun good for the nba who is trying to crawl back from this ratings crisis where you know tonight they finally had a very good saturday night abc game Rockets celtics went to ot you had the buzzer beater descendants ot westbrook Mm -hmm. has 41 like that's kind of a meaty uh game and then you know i don't i'm not sure how many extra viewers that draws for you know warriors raptors thursday night but you got i mean the warriors have been dragging the ratings down on so many national tv right. games themselves with the with the roster we saw tonight that should help and next they got that game thursday and then saturday abc uh against the sixers which had a chance to be especially with ben simmons and joel Embiid potentially not playing like if steph's not back by then that had a chance to be a really rough draw for abc so you know maybe maybe that helps um anything tonight stand out to you um, can we talk about the Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender revenge games? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm just curious what your thoughts are on them. Just yeah. as I, uh, you know, I didn't cover Marquise Chris, but covered Dragon Bender last year, and just really interesting to see them both, you know, back here starting. Who would have ever thought yeah. that for this team? But yeah, I'm just curious on your thoughts on them. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I kind of wanted to talk to you particularly about Bender. Um, you know, he that Bender had three. It was weird. He had a weird night from three where he goes. Uh, three of six so that's very good mm-hmm. but two of the misses i mean like wide open like air ball early in the game he had a you know massive awful brick corner yeah. between the rim and the back yeah like parts like, of the yeah. rim you don't usually <laughs> yeah. see touched yes. um he's and he's been kind of like his defense isn't very good he's getting beat on backdoor cuts he's kind of a little slow footed you can tell the suns were kind of attacking him at times but again and i mentioned in an article i wrote the other day um, I think he's worth an extent beyond the 10-day look because the Warriors next season need a stretch five. Um, and they say, you know, he. I know he came to the league, and you, you can kind of speak to this, and, like, there's some, you know, are you a small forward? Are you a power forward? Uh, they say long-term, their view of him, if he's around, he might not be around by next week, but um, is a center. Yeah. Uh, and with their center rotation next year, Chris, Looney, there's no stretch five in there. They traded Omari Spellman. Draymond Green is a non-shooter at this point. You know, he had the 38% season, but that's long ago. He's 28% from three. And it's tough in the NBA now, as you know, to have two non-shooters on the floor and win games. Um, So their hope is Bender can be a 38% three-point shooter. That's what he was in the G League. But that's not really what he's been in the NBA. And, like, what – tell just your perspective on Bender from afar. And, like, do you ever think he will work in the NBA or is that probably – I mean, I think this is obviously his last chance. Um, you know, he came into the league and he was such a long-term prospect. You know, he was 18 years old when he was drafted. And you could see, and I think you still see, that he's got – he's skilled for a guy that size. But it's just 
he, he just hasn't been productive. And a lot of the way he played tonight was reminded me of watching him on the Suns team last year. Now, certainly when he was in Phoenix, he was not put in the best environment. He was on terrible teams. He had multiple coaches, um, you know, no point guard for a while to just run the team as a whole. Um, you know, obviously, s- some nice young players went in Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, but um, there was a period last year where he was actually starting at the four, but he wouldn't close games. And even in those those contests, like he wouldn't necessarily lose a game for you, but he wouldn't just really do much to help you, if that makes sense. And he'd kind of make one or two mistakes a game or, or brick a three like you saw tonight. So, um, I mean, I guess based on the fact that before he came to Golden State, he wasn't obviously playing very much from Milwaukee and was mostly in the G League. Like, maybe I'm not shocked that that's still what he looks like, but um, all that said, he still did hit three big threes tonight, and I know he's been struggling from deep since he, he signed with the Warriors, so maybe this is the, the turning point for him, really getting a chance to play some minutes. Yeah, I think they got seven combined threes from two 10-day guys tonight. Michael Mulder, I didn't even who's know who pretty that, good. I did not know who that was until tonight. I'm, I'm a little ashamed to say that, but I did not know who that was. So the Warriors, are they're like third to last and made three-pointers uh, over the season, and I'm I'm not sure if they just looked at the G League, uh, filter filter the um, stats to who has made oh, the most yeah. who has made the most threes in the G League this season. Oh, uh, Michael Mulder, CO Falls, yeah. and and they signed him, yeah. and he was good tonight. Quick trigger, hit hit some big threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, was okay defensively on Devin Booker, which is, I mean, that's all they really asked of him. Right. Um, he may have earned himself a second ten day tonight, although we'll see. We'll see how he performs over the next few more games, but. Uh-huh. Intriguing enough, I guess. The other guy you mentioned, Marquise Chris, uh, former son. He has been – there are not many feel-good stories around the Warriors this season. Yeah. Um, it's been quite a disaster. But if you would pick of the, like, three that there are, Chris would be uh, maybe top among them. Like, they feel like they may have – if not a starting center next year, which he potentially may be if they can't find anyone better in free agency or the draft, James Wiseman maybe um, – they think they found a guy that can give them maybe 20, 25 minutes, lob threat when Steph Curry's back. Uh, he has revived his career. Uh, and I don't think anyone saw that coming. Did you? Uh, and, like, what's still the feeling on him in Phoenix? Like, why didn't it work? Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I think feel good and, and you're happy for him is, is a good way to say it. Um, like I said, I did not cover him personally because I just started covering this yeah. team last season. But, um yeah, I think, again, just not a great environment for him to be in for his, his first couple of seasons. Um, I, I know his second season coming into Summer League, he, like, didn't come in in the best shape. Um, you know, I think there were just some, some, some sense that it just, again, wasn't working. And so I think it's a simple case that just a change of scenery could really help or getting into a program like Golden State where, yes, the record's terrible this year because of all the injuries and all the adversity. But it's more professional. Right, yeah. When you've got Steve Kerr and Bob Myers and, and, you know, run down the line as far as the people that he's around every day, I think that's definitely been been a great asset for him. And so, um, no, again, is he going to be, when all said and done, like, oh, this was a top 10 pick in the draft? Like, maybe not. But if he can be a productive center, I think that's that's a really good thing. And also, um, he's he's still pretty close with a guy like Devin Booker, which I think is, is speaks well of him that – um, you know, I think teammates here are happy that he's revived his career and sort of carved out a niche, at least for this season and probably for the future, it sounds like, as well. Yeah, you could, like, I saw him probably shake hands with, like, nine arena employees today. Yeah. You could tell, like, you know, he, you know, 
and there was at least a nice personal connection he still sure. had to the organization, even though it was not a good stint in his career. What's interesting to me about Chris, and it's a little bit what I was talking about with Bender, where you look at Mark, like I did it the other day, I was looking at Marquis Chris's stats mm-hmm. from early in his career. There was a season in Phoenix, he took like 200 something threes, and you're like, what? Like, man, were they like trying to make him a three? Like a small forward? And like now, again, with the Warriors, and I think it's a smart thing to do in like the modern NBA. It's like you are a center. You're yes. a pure five. You're a lob threat. You don't take jumpers. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, you rim run. You yep. rim protect. Yep. Like you're basically your shot plot. Your shot chart is only going to be in the restricted area. You're going to be a 65% type shooter because you're basically, you know, DeAndre Jordan type. Yeah. Um, and that in, again, in Phoenix, and then, you know, it's not necessarily the son's fault. When you get 18, 19-year-olds in there, you're trying to explore what they can become. Right. But now it seems like he knows what he is in the league. He's thicker. He's more professional. Yeah. So yeah. the Warriors, uh, they, they're uh, enjoying the Phoenix scraps. <laughs> yeah, no, no threes tonight. Zero for zero from three-point distance. So that completely uh, validates your theory. But, no, I think you, you look back and – the Suns had just a, a, a bad string of draft picks after Devin Booker, before DeAndre Ayton. When you look at Chris Bender, Josh Jackson, and then obviously Warriors might go after Josh Jackson this summer. I, they should, I, right? I mean, that, just call the Warriors uh, Suns uh, Northwest, sort of or whatever. Well, I mean, you, you, they had a little. Um, on their TV screen when you enter the Warriors locker room tonight, the Suns are like, a oh, welcome back. Yeah, and it, and it, sure. there was like nine names listed because, you know, Kerr, Nick yes. Yaren, yes. Bruce Frazier. Uh-huh. Like, you keep going down the list. And other note, which I'll put in my postgame story, um, Clay Thompson, who shockingly made uh, a trip, road trip for the first time in a long time because it was in uh, Arizona and he wanted to go see his brother, who's on the Diamondbacks spring training team, yes. by the way. Another note. Clay Thompson took a piece of paper uh, in Sharpie writ, uh, wrote they didn't want you uh and then taped it on the uh screen taped it over the screen so they thompson providing a providing a mild bit of uh, uh motivation Again, revenge game like yeah. i said i mean it's that definitely uh it's, it's a turn on that gesture that typically happens in nba arenas when guys come back yeah um and beyond that what uh where are the sun's going from here so the Suns are now three games into a six-game homestand, and they play the Raptors on Tuesday. So that's yeah. Toronto's game before they come to Golden State. Then they have uh, Portland on Thursday or Friday. No, Friday. And then uh, the Bucks on Sunday. So a tough uh, end to this homestand, which is why I kind of said, hey, they, they needed to get these two games this weekend in order to even remotely stay in the playoff race. And so they're going to have to pull a lot of upsets in order to stay in it, which Still, this season has been a nice step for this organization that's been so in the doldrums for a, a long time. But um, the playoffs were already a long shot, and now I think we can pretty much kiss them goodbye at this point. Yeah, at this point, it might be smarter to start trying to dive downward for yeah. uh, lottery odds and go Draymond Green style with the uh, late scratch right. <laughs> with the sore knee. Um, Warriors, like I said, um, this is you know this is the first Warriors back to back in 62 days, which. Uh, was an NBA record of, of longest stretch in a season without a back-to-back. They went, like, a couple months. The Suns have had three in, like, the past yeah. three weeks. Warriors have, like, like, four coming up. It was yeah. just, like, this crazy, That's just weird. long stretch of, like, never. Uh, again, Wizards uh, will be in there Sunday. That game has lost a lot of luster. You know, it was being billed even by, like, the local stations. Like, Steph's return game and all this. And now, <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, he will not travel. Steph will not travel to Denver, so you can rule him out Tuesday night. Uh, and the fan base can get ready for what I 
am strongly believing is going to be a Thursday night return. That's not for sure. They need to see how he gets through this scrimmage Monday. But Steve Kerr, among other things today at shoot-around, uh, was basically saying this is all he needs to do. This is all he needs to prove. Um, so that's what's ahead this week. Gina, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Enjoy the rest of the season of Suns basketball. Thank you. I will for sure at least enjoy this weather, but um, always interesting with this group. And, yeah, looking forward. The NBA is better when Steph Curry is healthy and playing, right? So I think we're all excited for, for him to get back and just to see how he returns. And then we both will likely get a mid-April vacation. Yeah. You know, mid-April. I, I'm not used to it. No, Sun, you are Suns, not. Uh, Suns riders off. I mean, I might see you in Chicago for the lottery and the combine and all that stuff in, in you know, mid-April or mid, mid wow, mid-May is when all that happens. And you're going to need draft. to, you're going to need to show me around because I, I am vi- I, new to that. Never <laughs> yes. covered that. You'll Those be a events. rookie in, in that regard for I the first time go to the time draft ever. if they get like a top three pick. Totally. Probably will. So, yeah. Um, all right. Appreciate you coming on again. And I will talk to you after Sunday's game against the Wizards.